0: You know the the wisdom of life is to to fall in love with something you don't like what is good for you right Mm. so you know sometimes things are good for us but we don't like them but wisdom is to actually work on them until you fall in love with them and that is the i think the ultimate wisdom which is really hard to comprehend uh, at the beginning but if you can comprehend such a thing that really you can do anything because you can override almost any disliking things that actually would contribute to you uh, becoming a worse person than you are. And then you, by uh, understanding the falling in love with something that is good, even though you don't like it, it's actually a good way of living. Be as lean as possible within normal body weight range. So that was two standards of the happy body. First, leanness. Second, you know, the ideal body weight. And then that was the first recommendation. And it looks like it is right. It is not obsession so much on what we eat, but keeping the body in the right place is more important. And then, you know, think about healthy foods, what's healthy or what not. Because there is such a thing as healthy indulgence, yeah? If you overeat on healthy food, you, you gain weight and that's what really kills you, right? All of it is important and all of it has to be fun, right? You have to have fun, you cannot be too serious. say so you, you have to love it, you know, fall in love with it, you know, all of it and all the foods and all the losing weight and become skinny and like the skinny, like the little, You you have to really like all of that, but that's how the brain has to shift and adapt from the brain that is 160 pounds to the brain that is 110 pounds, right? Like I'm talking all the time, because you can lose weight and have the same way of thinking. So if you do that, that your old brain will take you back. And that's what happens all the time with you. That's my philosophy of the happy father, right? That when you have 150 and you go to 110, you have to do the poetry, you have to do philosophy, you have to do psychology, you have to do, you know, uh, all the uh, uh, reading the stories, short stories, and then and, and work with the mastering food choices and, and all of it to arrive in a place that is 110. You like it. You love it. You want to live that way of life and you sustain that.
1: That was Jersey Gregoric, and this is Dugget, the podcast. Welcome to episode 66 of Dugget with Jersey Gregorick. It has a nice ring to it, and the podcast has a ring, a hum, and a ding, and so much more. As you can tell from the intro, Jersey is a true master of the body, of the mind, of life. He is an Olympic weightlifting specialist, a teacher, a philosopher. He's a master poet. He has Olympic records. It's it's tough to know where to start. Of <laughs> As Tim Ferriss says, of the 10,000-plus people, he's met in his life, he would put Anelia, Jersey's wife, and Jersey in the top 10 in terms of success and happiness. The happy body routine is something Tim and Naval Ravinkant, who is an amazing investor, stoic philosopher, make sure to check out Naval, it's something him and Tim do almost religiously every morning and it it really is a life-changing practice. His book, his teachings, Truly extraordinary. Uh, Jersey talks a lot about unconditional love as well and how he met someone who displayed that that wisdom and that that feeling of unconditional love and how profound its effect was on him. And hopefully this podcast has such an effect on you. It did on me. I heard about Jersey's book through three or four people I really admired. And I just had to check it out. And when I found the book, I devoured it like late night nachos in just one sitting, it really was. Extraordinary, and I've been practicing the Happy Body Morning Routine with my girlfriend Moni, and kind of telling everybody I can about it. I'm just so excited to share this teaching with the world. It truly is um, so refreshing. Even the way Jersey talks about micro progressions and taking 20 years to really master a discipline to be able to just work with him for a minimum of five years to make any real progress. I think it's such a wise and a refreshing voice during this time when instant gratification is so easy and jersey's message of hard choices and an easy life easy choices and a hard life is just so profound i think if that's all you took away that would be more than enough but there's so much in here and just the happiness and the love and the energy and the enthusiasm for life is something i really took away from jersey And I feel so grateful to have met him and to be able to share this podcast with you. Make sure to check out my Instagram as well. I'll give away a copy of his book and um, I'll post uh, some of the links in the show notes about the Zoom link uh, so you can get in touch with Jersey yourself, ask him your burning questions. Do the practice, get after it. Here we go. This is Mr. Jersey Gregory. thank you so much for making the time
0: hey you're welcome i'm always you know ready to have fun <laughs> you seem like a really good guy so. uh, somewhere right pre- away right
1: <laughs> yeah and no, i appreciate it well I, re- I read your book and i heard you on the tim ferris podcast and the line podcast um and you reminded me of Wim Hof. You're so happy and always laughing and um, and spreading such a good message. And uh, so I'm very excited to chat to you today. And what what makes you so happy or what are you grateful for today? Or how do you keep your spirits so high?
0: Wim Hof uh, is Wim- <laughs> a tough guy, you know, And they look at him, he's just like, so tough, man. I'm not tough like that. <laughs> he's really like, oh, man, this is like, uh, like a 17th century guy, you know, like uh, tough, tough. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's amazing what he does, you know, it's like amazing. That's a really a good thing. And, you know, uh, the one thing is that he's right about because the cold body lives long. <laughs> so, you know, the research points that, you know, the, the higher metabolic rate, the worse it is because the body develops a lot of inflammatory system and, you know, really actually doesn't live long. So you have to keep the body quiet, calm, you know, to throughout the life, do um, little, but the quality and that quality can improve and then it would be okay. But if you go with uh, marathon running, that's not a good idea. That's the hitting the body. And uh, that leads very fast to inflammatory system, scarring the heart, arrhythmia problems. So he's right about one thing. It's like uh, you need to keep the body cold, cool. And that's why cold plunges are good and all the you know, uh, ways of um, cooling yourself down. If, whether you meditate and you calm yourself down or whether you exercise you know exercise like a sprinter 10 seconds and rest three minutes on a bench right so then then you create quality body system but you will not uh, increase the heat that is prolonged heat all the you know uh, for a long time
1: yes because you, yeah. <laughs> you mention. Um, a few times that you use cold and sauna, and uh, um, the inversion tables as part of your recovery as well.
0: Right. We, you know, in in Poland, we used to uh, uh, cold and hat, So there was this uh, mixture of recovery. And recovery was a long time. You know, we were going to uh, shower. First, after the training, training was about one hour, and then after that was about long recovery. First, it was uh, shower, cold and hot for about 15 minutes. Then it was hot sauna. It was really hot, uh, really hot. You know, I had this surgery in my nose, and I couldn't uh, couldn't stay in a hot sauna. It was burning my nose inside. Mm-hmm. It was so hot. But after that, we were going to this cold plunge, ice plunge, uh, cold water. And uh, that was really tough because, you know, to go under the, uh, from, you know, sauna, it was 160 degrees, yeah, centigrade, and you go into the, uh, into the um, cold plunge with ice. Sometimes you had to have guys on both sides and hold you under the water. <laughs> it would pop out. It. But, you know, when you popped out, you know, the skin was uh, really pink. I mean, really pink, like like young pig. <laughs> it was just amazing. I've never seen my skin so pink, like uh, after this cold plunge of the heat and cold. And then it was... Uh, 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 cold uh, uh, water massage. We, we, it was this bucket that we were going in, and it was water streaming strongly in, into your body. And then uh, was the massage, the hand massage, and you went back. So sometimes it was about one hour and a half recovery system. Oh. But after that, when I went home, when I lay down, sometimes I went down flat on, on the couch and it was like boom and i woke up right it's like i fell and i thought that i was you know standing up right but it's two hours passed and and i it just I, in my mind it was like i fell and i'm standing up right um, what i felt was two hours said so that the deep deep sleep you know uh, followed after this Yeah, we recovered. That was really great. Yeah, I
1: really love this this hot and cold uh, mixture. Yeah. It reminds me, Charles Poliquin, the strength trainer, said you had, you know, the the strongest guys were the softest and the most relaxed, and then they could be strongest because, uh, you know, they were strong and also equally relaxed, whereas most people are neither, neither relaxed, neither strong. They're always a little bit agitated. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. well, you need to extreme, you know, the the more power, the more relaxation is going to be. You know, the saying about weightlifters that they are like shuffling through the day. They kind of hang on, shuffle, easy, lazy, you know, kind of like uh, all the time. And you know, happy, right? So, so it's, a, it's a kind of a, you know, like Sapolsky is saying, you know, like, uh, when you are in emergency, you are, but after an emergency, you have to just drop everything, right, to recover. And animals do, yeah? Like, uh, when, when a cat wants to get the bird and misses the bird, drops down on the ground and recovers, right? And thinking about, uh, where to attack, right? doesn't think about, oh, I was not good, you know, you know, I'm, I, I will never catch the bird, and so that's what people do, right, that's, uh, that's what people do to mess up themselves, right, and they're really good at that, oh, I am so bad, you know, I will never be good, you know, I'm too old for this, and on and on, oh, I'm a woman, or I'm a man, or whatever they are, right, <laughs> there are always excuses. And also pounding on yourself to put yourself down. Yeah, you know, we are really good in putting ourselves down. Really good. We are so good that you can get depressed and you can die because of it, I guess.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a great looking mug. It's a very, I like your vessel. <laughs>
0: my, my, my daughter did. Uh, we know we, we went, we can go to this Colony mine and, and we like to make our own, you know, uh, pottery and mags and, and balls and so on. It's really fun. I don't know if you have it, but you know, we have this column mine places where you can go have a party there and, you know, pick up different, uh, mags or bolts and color them. And it's really cool. It's really the, yeah. the Bottom is Natalie like, uh, she wrote, uh it's really cool. Yeah.
1: They're like
0: uh, it's fun.
1: Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, So what's your morning routine like now then? Do you still do the same workout every morning and uh, cold shower and that kind of thing? Or do you get into coaching or how does your day look now?
0: Well, I'm very busy. So in in the morning, wake up around six, I meditate. Then uh, at seven, I work And, and I work sometimes five hours and then at at noon i have this meeting with people that need help with the Ravi body so every uh every day i open this one hour for people so they can always meet me and talk to me it's on amazon right and then uh then i have uh my training weightlifting training so i go to the gym and uh, around uh, one, one thirty something like that and I could do my weightlifting routine snatch clean and jerk whatever I do there and then uh, in the evening I do the uh, the meditation around five again six and in the evening around ten I do my uh, my training the, the happy body but very light kind of like massage right is mm-hmm. easy and, and uh, soft uh, it's like for me my, the happy body is inner massage is uh, when i'm finding any problems with the body whether i accumulated something there whether i did something that caused build up of inflammation or tension and i catch this with the happy body so it's like the happy body is recovery you know system and uh, uh oh i have a nap i have a nap around two three o'clock so usually i take uh, about 20 minutes nap it's just really I love naps. so <laughs> this is really good <laughs> yeah shuffle through the day you know when you work really hard it puts you to sleep yeah. i mean hard like uh intense not really hard you know that you 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 work uh, uh yourself you wear yourself out you know i'm not yeah, worn out, uh, you know, just ever, right? it's just always good. You know, but if I train, I train short and intense.
1: Yeah. The, the meditation you mentioned in, um, your book a few times as well with the Thai, the Thai meditation music, but do you do like a TM meditation or a different meditation as well?
0: I do TM meditation for 32 years so um, that that is a really great practice you know I, I think that it added to my quality of life a lot you know it, it helped me to develop that distance between the what's in front of me and my response and you know the other thing that help is the poetry, writing poetry. It's kind of developed that uh, perspective, that gap between the response. Writing is really something, because writing, when you write something, uh, you connect to it in a different way. You, you're you more accountable for uh, what you do. But also poetry taught me to re- respect the language, the, the words that they are on the page, and and then constant improvement you know like a constant work on the uh, editing and making things better and then searching for better lines and better words and it, it, it's a it's a it's a constant uh, uh challenge constant strategies and plans and it's it, a mixture of the feelings and and uh, and the uh, and, you know, the craft of writing and, and, and the feelings and, and and how everything is eventually uh, created. And it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing thing to be an artist. Uh, I think that everybody should be an artist because it, that connects us to, uh, to the goodness of life, right? So it's, it's like spirituality kind of uh, connects us. Although spirituality is just, that's how we are. But in the arts, you create arts and you become that. So it's a very challenging for musicians and for you know, painters and for poets to, uh, uh, to become, a, there, is, there are skills involved. In, in spirituality, you have certain belief that to live the life and you live that, that life, which is really valid. And, and then goodness is uh, its way, right? So it's very clear. Or
1: oh, care yeah. yeah right yeah i'm I'm a painter or an artist um too but and I was a writer, a creative writer, but I loved how you said you know art art should exist not for money just because an expression you know just cause you want to do it and <laughs> and um <It's> tipping, right <laughs> yeah and I loved how you mentioned it takes. You know twenty years to become a poet and ten years to become an athlete um, that it gives you a time frame uh and it creates some perspective that I feel like is missing. I felt it was missing you know trying to rush and get get somewhere too fast rather than those micro progressions and enjoying the journey of mastery uh I think that's such a great message you you send that. You know, to have patience and to enjoy each little progression. Um, have you taken that philosophy to anything else you're doing at the moment? Because uh, you got training and poetry. Is there anything else you are trying to be better at every day?
0: Uh, you know, I think uh, becoming a good person is the same way. You know, like, uh, you know, like I was not a good person. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I was 15, 16, I was an alcoholic. Oh, really bad, right? So, um, you know, and then came out of it. I was lucky, I would say. And, you know, when, uh, when I, uh, was 19 then, then I really, uh, got the idea that I lost a lot of, so I started really, uh, speeding up. <laughs> of course you cannot speed up eventually, eventually the system and, uh, the progression is going to catch up. First I did, you know, I was caught in weightlifting, so when you have coaches, they will slow you down. And uh, when you are slow down enough and you trust the system, then you will, uh, you will be okay. But uh, I was still crazy, so I wanted faster and of course I got injured and <laughs> my fast ended. <laughs> so that's how it is when you don't trust the coaches, right? So, and maybe uh, that was my big lesson in life that now I I'm really like on people like you know when I see that they are impatient in any way my clients and then I really you know like hold them very I, I send them big messages all the time so they they um, they respect my numbers they respect you know the, what I do so I more tell them listen it took me 50 years to write these numbers to you, so don't change them. Because sometimes people go and come back and and, and and they change numbers, you know? I write numbers, what they're supposed to do, and they come back with different numbers. I said, listen, if you do that, and you, you're not in my mind anymore, because if I give you these numbers, they are connected to numbers before, and even before. And all those numbers have sense, and they should be uh, followed. But if you change those numbers, you take me out of your of those of your mind of your whatever you are, because you lose me as a coach. So uh, if you lose me as a coach, uh, you make a big mistake because you pay me a lot of money, and now you're changing my numbers. It doesn't have sense. It's not logical. <laughs> so I'm, I take a lot of time to help people to understand that my numbers that I put there. Uh, coming from 50 years of experience right so these are the uh, if I say five sets of two or one with three minutes rest that means a lot because it's incorporated with the whole week of training and also it has micro progression system you know included how it is going through the weeks and how is it going through months and years right so all of it is is there and if you uh, a little bit tweak it off, oh, uh, you can end up being overtrained or no progressing or being injured or worn out. Mm. So, you know, uh, at, w- the first time I saw it, it was uh, in coaching, Olympic weightlifting coaching. The second I saw it in, in really poetry and education is uh, mathematics. Uh, mathematics it was really good because I was really I loved math and math. Wow, math is really <laughs> micro progression. Really, like you go from one to another one, and if you miss one, you have to come back and uh, redo it. Right? You cannot do it too fast because you get really overwhelmed, tired, exhausted. So you have to pace yourself, and at the same time, you have to uh, uh, you you have to go forward. You have to love enough and and you have to have the right pace. Uh, Hemingway was really good about that, you know. Hemingway, mm-hmm. I read uh, Hemingway how he did that, and he said that I uh, at first, you know, he was asking, you know, whether he uh, reads whatever whatever he reads, yeah, and then he said I read to know what not to write. <laughs> so that was a good <laughs> joke. <laughs> and you know, he was uh, talking about how he writes and, and paces himself. And that was really good. So he said that I, I you know, wake up in the morning, and I have a lot of new material in my head. And I'm writing, and I'm writing until I feel that is i am in the highest place and then i stop because this is the time that i generate also the writing but new writing but i also generate enough energy that rolls in my brain throughout the day and throughout the night and build something more that when i wake up in the morning i have more in my mind and I do the same thing. Amazing. When mm-hmm. I, when I read that, I said, wow, that's microprogression progression right there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, you know, it, and if you violate that, if you violated that, he would write a lot of more, but next day he would face the blank page. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't be able to write anything for, and it could be days and weeks.
1: Yeah, I feel, um, Your strength strength training is like that too, isn't it? You want to feel good at the end of the workout, not not exhausted, like you can't do get up the next day kind of thing. Um, You know, it's more focusing on form and technique rather than just effort. Correct.
0: Well, you know, recovery is more important than training. You know, if you if you make a mistake on the recovery, then you go nowhere because uh, it it means that you load more on the athlete than the athlete can do, and then then the athlete cannot recover. The athlete is overtrained, and that whole thing goes nowhere. So the ability of a coach to know how much to load on daily basis, weekly basis, yearly basis is crucial. It's more important than training. Mm. It, It has to be connected to the recovery. And recovery is the time uh, given to the body to restore itself, and it can be. And also, recovery is food. Recovery is massage. Recovery is through into cold water, and everything that really happens throughout the day when uh, we go through. That's why it's important to have a attitude like you know, kind of a happy attitude, because. The body recovers the best in this good attitude, calm and happy attitude, right? If you if you worry, then then you will not recover uh, as fast. So it's mm. really uh, you know teaching the attitude is is uh, is essential for the recovery purpose.
1: Yeah, I I heard a. Uh, 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 this vegan athletes say that the real difference between athletes and amateurs was athletes have time to recover. But I wonder what most people work a job and they're sitting at a desk like we are, and they're quite stagnant through the day. Do you recommend to your clients or students to, you know, get up and squat every hour or to use a specific style of chair or standing desk or to keep the body in a happy place during the day if people are working?
0: Well you know I, uh, I work a lot of with psychologists and, and people that work one-on-one with people uh, spiritual teachers and you know I designed for them you know I told them to do the happy body but do only one sequence at the time so there are six exercises and every uh, every one it has six repetitions and that is about one minute one minute and a half for that one exercise and you go to another one you have six of them so you have six nine minutes so that you spend only that time to go through six exercises and then after that you're done so you so you finish with your client then you do about six minutes of that you wash your, your hands and in this way when you go through the six minutes it helps you to detach yourself from the client that you have and start focusing your brain on the client that is coming right so it's, it's a really shift that can happen during the six minutes so it's kind of a restoration and first detachment and then restoration of energy focusing on the new client and then if people have like six seven eight clients that about six, seven, eight times, you know, where uh, you can go through these six minutes and your training is done. <laughs> you know, I I created this because my, my client, you know, uh, um, complains so much about uh, that doesn't have time and so on. So I came out with this idea between, she loved it. She really loved that, uh, the, the whole thing. She that wow, it, it's not only that helps me to, to actually do the routine daily, but also, you know, it, it does something to me good between the between the clients.
1: Yeah, I love that. Um, a great way of having movement in in the day to break up the day. Um, yeah. What's the what is the number one cause of poor posture and injuries? Um, I know when I trained with Ido Portelli, he said, most people have an underuse injury of not squatting, not getting deep enough with the knee flexion. You know, we're always standing or running or, and we don't hang anymore as well. He thought those were the two movements that we miss the most, but is there anything else we, we do? Because so many of my friends uh, who are good athletes or uh, were, you know, top sports people when they come to being 30, 40 you know start getting niggles um injuries uh like it's normal
0: well you know it's not normal you know because you know you you, you don't you can't have a 100 year old and perfect posture right so it's uh how we how we live life it creates what we are we just sometimes we are unconscious uh of really knowing what happens to us so uh, when it comes to posture, it's just thoracic spine. It's the spine from, from here uh, into the middle of the spine. This is the, the answer to the posture, bad posture. So w- what really happens is that thoracic spine, uh, when we are on, on, on the side, we are like this, right? So that, that uh, sternum here, right? should be really up so you should be normal like this right but when the sternum goes down so it rounds the thoracic spine the spine bends and then when the spine bends also the we need to look ahead what we see yeah so what we do we start looking up right and then more up so we are compressing cervical spine and bending the thoracic spine and we are more and more like this right? So eventually we are ending up really badly and more and more like that, right? So we have pain here and we have pain there. Really what happens with the spine is when the spine bends first, it develops the tension and then some pains. So people want to bend more and more and more avoid that pain. And then the vicious cycle that creates, you know, no ending pain. And eventually, uh, people really bend so badly and then, uh, and then end up in the wheelchair, but the pain doesn't go away. So they end up to be on painkillers constantly, forever, uh, and eventually morphine and die because of u- overuse, right? This is... That's a sad story because the bad posture is, uh, is a completely uh, the, the failure of how we live life. It's not really any illness or something.
1: Mm. This is something I hear from lots of people, though. It's I can't, I shouldn't squat or I shouldn't lift weights because my knees hurt too much or my shoulders sore or they don't do it because they have some pain, but that is the solution. Um,
0: solution is to restore it but you know like that's why in the happy body there is a micro progressive way to go down and down and down with the uh, adapting your joints if your joints are not good your knees are uh, hurting when you squat to the chair let's say a chair is 20 inches right so when you uh, 45 centimeters right you have centimeters there yes uh, Yeah, it's about 45 centimeters right 50 40, 50 so uh, when you're on 50 centimeters right 20 inches then with uh, what happens is that let's say when you squat to that level like I have the chair right and you you, you squat and you you good you have a little bit let's say discomfort in your knee right but not really much so you work with it but you work with it so many weeks that your knees actually adapt to that. It heals the problems. It adapts. You know the quadriceps becomes longer. The flexibility is developed. Cartilage is good. Everything is good. When when it's that way, then you go to forty nine centimeters, right? And then, then you feel a little bit and then you develop this micro progression system you take another 2 3 weeks right and then you go to 48 and 47 and so on right it will take you 2 years or 3 years but you will recover full capability and no pain in your in your knees and no pain in your hips and also the the flexibility of the whole body system and then you have a good body you have a really great body right and then to uh to really destroy that body it's not an easy because when when you really develop a good body it's not easy to uh, to really uh, destroy it either right so it's a good thing <laughs> so, so, so you know, no matter what age you know we should have the pursuit of improving ourselves but we don't have a skill of skill of living we don't have a skill of um of uh, living a lifestyle or living, living uh, our physical body. That's why we have the happy body created to give people this skill. So they have it and they could work with it. They could coach themselves. They could plan things for themselves. They could uh, strategize how to get stronger, how to be flexible, how to uh, lose weight, how to gain weight, how to gain muscle. All of it, all, all these executive functions of the brain are so important because, uh, uh, you know, independency creates really execution, executive, uh, the brain that is uh, have uh, executive function. It means like the one that takes charge. And why is it so important? Because this prefrontal lobe of our brain shrinks with, with time, with aging. But it doesn't shrink for people that really uh, engage in solutions and strategies and plans throughout their life. When they have this kind of a job, then it's easier for them when they are 16, 70 to take something over than actually requires uh, thinking and overriding wrong impulses in life. But if they had the job, let's say, people that you know they had to do something, and, and somebody told them what to do, and they've never really uh, were in the position of creating this kind of uh, uh, brain and work on this prefrontal lobe. So then they they lose it. So it's important to uh, to be independent when you actually do certain things like the happy body. You take the happy body and you look into it, and uh, and ask you right away okay about you okay who you are and how you want to do it what is the plan and and people sometimes are very frustrated about it but it's a good thing you have to look at that like wow i will help myself i will help this the prefrontal loop to to grow actually because of it because that's why it's independence right it forces us to be responsible it forces us to think It forces us to, you know, solve problems, extremely important. And that is, you know, the one of the most important factor why the happy body, you know, is independence. And like, uh, you know, uh, somebody said, any education is education toward independence. And that's how we, you know, should live life. When we create something, we create something to make people independent and not dependent, right? Dependence is sickness of the world, right? you know, who wants to be independent, but you know, when we kind of live life, uh, we find ourselves really dependent and, and we don't do anything to be independent.
1: Yeah. I think that's such a, a great message and that, a, I guess a great coach or teacher should want the student to become independent too, and not rely on them forever. Which I think is a great. I've heard that from a few teachers. Um, which right, I really. If you
0: want, yeah, if you want to add something to the world, the goodness you you should create independence, right? But that's the uh, uh, that's that's uh, one of the most important, you know, uh, the factors, you know, when you are a teacher. When you're a teacher, you have the one. One purpose, so that uh, your student is smarter, you know, than you are in life, and and uh, and is an original thinker.
1: Mm.
0: Original thinker I means like uh, common sense is then an original thinking. So uh, it hits the the place in life that can really think, can uh, can say things from within, uh, without you- reading something like a monkey, right? Yeah yeah that's yeah that's that's that, that but that's our you know sorrow of life you know uh, and suffering that uh we repeat uh others and we never discover our our soul our source what what, what we are origin, or we can come out with something that's that's us right even you know when you buy shoes you know don't try to uh, you know, find out which shoes are better, which companies, and so on. Just go to the store and find your shoes, man. Right? You go and uh, oh, I like this shoes so or this shoes, and there are hundreds of shoes, right? So go to the store without names, without you know, reading anything, and just find your shoes that you like the shoes. And if you do that, they say you are doing yourself huge favor. I mean, huge, because you started living as you. And not the labels. You buy the shoes that they have labeled, but the shoes are uh, causing you pains, and and you know you really don't like it how it looks like. But others like it, and you know who cares what others like, right? <laughs> if hey. you like it, hey. If you like it, and it's coming from you, trust that, because it's you. You can find your common sense back.
1: Yeah, that that's like self-actualization, isn't it? Being, um, authentically you, I know you mentioned, Oh, just on the shoes though. Do you wear, cause I know ankle mobility is my weakness, I think. And I've had issue with shoes that are too tight and for weightlifting, you want quite flat shoes so you can keep your length of your Achilles. Can't, um, so do you have any recommendations around uh, wearing shoes and like barefoot shoes and keeping the feet and ankles really healthy?
0: Well, weightlifting shoes have about an inch higher where the heel is than where the toes are, right? It is, uh, it is uh, done because uh, when, you, when you squat down, you have to push the knees forward. So when you have a head here and knees are here, right? And uh, so the head is here, so uh, and knees are here. So the, so now when you squat down, it should be like this. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the knees go forward, right? And then the body descends down. So uh, when, when you do this, well, what happens is that the knees are really getting forward. And they are co- should be going forward ahead of the toes, about three, four inches ahead when the ankle is very flexible. So uh, let me see if I can demonstrate this to you. Mm. So uh, yeah, like this is good. So when I squat, you see my, my knees are forward and then they are ahead of the toes about four inches now. So now I can be like that, but if I, if my, and look at what happens when my head, we see when the knees like that, then see how I go I go all the way down in the straight line but my knees moving forward right and I'm descending the hips and I am in that position if I didn't have flexibility of the ankles then I would move my knees backward and I would arch my my spine in order to be in the uh, in the balance but that's not good so from here I have to move the knees
1: forward and the arch my spine and then go up. Right. Mm. Have you got, uh, that's my issue at the moment is the ankle mobility. So I fall back. Have you got any extra, um, and I notice it in quite a few people as well that, you know, they squat and you lose, the chest goes forward because you don't have the ankle mobility. Do you have other exercises for ankle mobility as well? Or is it just the squatting?
0: Just the squatting adapts to that. You can have um, under your heels, like uh, about one inch and a half, let's say like four, five centimeters. Yeah. at the board you can put, you can stand, put the the heel on top of it. And then as the, you squat to 20, you know, 50 centimeters, and you're good. And then you can shave off a little bit, the same of the heel too, and develop that flexibility of the ankle. It is interconnected with the hips because the hips, when you squat down, when you go down, right, when the the hips rotate because because the knees are not going forward, the hips will rotate that way. And they will arch the spine so that is the problem that's why at the beginning it's good to put something under the heels so uh, you are able to squat to the certain level which is good start using the quadriceps and start really having the spine the right way and the posture is working so now from that you are improving a lot of things you are improving the flexibility of the ankle right you are improving that that length of the hamstrings and you are improving the mobility of the uh, the hips and also the spine you give the spine arch and the thoracic spine you work on the thoracic spine so you work on a lot of things really when mm-hmm. you deepen the squat the right way with the good form but the micro progression here is uh, is crucial right and the only way actually to make it happen because if you want to make it faster, you will never make it. Mm. You, you, you will either talk to yourself that, oh, you have pains in the knees and you cannot do it, right? Or you are too old for it, you're not supposed to squat that way. Or, like, you know, oh, this, this trainer told me that when I squat, I should align only with the knees and toes, right? I shouldn't pass the toes. Well, those trainers really cannot do that. That's why they do whatever they do. (laughs) Okay. It's like somebody poor who says, it's not good to have too much money. (laughs) All right. You will not have too much money then. (laughs) So whoever listens, right? It amazes me that, you know, people would, um, would not listen to excellence, right? you would not listen when I showed them, you know, what can be done, you know, and it's really amazing. They would just uh, think about, well, you shouldn't pass the, the, uh, the toll level with the knees, right? They see, and then they still think what was in the past said. It's just amazing.
1: Yeah. It's, um, it's funny how these different things creep into society or they become trends. And um, it, it's interesting. Have you got a, a purpose? Do you have like a, quite a clear purpose with your teaching now? Is it to make the world a healthier place? Is it to to share your knowledge or is, is there something specific that really gets you excited to keep, keep, well, you know,
0: work? I uh, I published the book, uh, the Happy Body Book, two thousand nine, and, and I thought, wow, we have a great program, great system. Now people will take it and they will learn everything, and and that's good, right? But really, something happened else that you know, uh, people had books and still had problems. So uh, I was just thought, where is it coming from, right? And and you know we. Uh, Encountered the mind, the, the inner strength that was not really enough to be able to uh, override the wrongdoings, and started uh, working a lot on the on the mind level, building that strength, building the the personality, better personality, building the uh, the self-resistance toward wrongdoing, building uh, a goodness in life and virtues and on and on and on for 10 years and then um, uh, my wife and i wrote uh, a lot of books about dialogues philosophy and then stories and lectures and poems and and all of it together created today the happy Body, which is about 10 books but uh, uh the next thing is that people always have some kind of a doubt right you know and and it's like, um, you know that there's a master somewhere, but at the same time, you, uh, you would like to be sure that you are doing the right thing, right? So I, I set up the, uh, the one hour office hour on the Zoom now, mm. and every day I'm on Zoom at noon Pacific Standard Time i'm on zoom and everybody can come right you can come and talk to me whatever you want to talk so i want to deliver to the happy body people the message that i am there for them right whatever they have whatever they have problem right they always can appear and whoever is there for one hour i can chat i can talk to people uh i can solve their problems or help them to solve their problems so they could inspire them motivate so they can go and actually create that goodness for themselves so uh the zoom number is 459 441 that's the logging in you can come and you can talk to me of course about the happy body right (laughs) or you can uh, talk to me whether the happy body is a good thing for me or not whatever right so i i am there so i decided to give my one hour to the world and i love this you know people are you know coming and then asking me questions they are buying the book and then they uh uh, have questions and then they disappear and then some people they thought that they had questions they, they they are not coming so it's really uh amazing thing but i want to deliver the message to the world to the if that you buy the book i will be there and that i think that that is that matters a lot to people
1: mm. and people it's the zoom link in the book or is it the number you mentioned. How do people find that or find the community?
0: Yeah, I put now on the book, on the cover, is a stamp there, like oh. hotline, Jersey Daily, and then there is a Zoom and the numbers. So people now, when they go to Amazon or they, uh, they will have, they will start seeing it because I started doing this week. So it's oh, just it's very new. Something very, very fresh, very new. You know, uh, for. Uh, Coronavirus, I was doing something on a daily basis. I was doing this coaching into the cave and then hard choices is your life. And uh, one week I was doing the physical uh, aspects of the Body, and one week I was doing all the mental, right, and a kind of mixture of arts and stoicism and and dialogues and plays and movies and all the examples of uh, how we create goodness in life and then uh and power power inner strength right to resist and uh, to override the wrongdoing and then uh i was doing this for three months every day and i accumulated a lot of material for people actually to start so whenever you now somebody wants them sending this to uh, anybody uh, on just based on donation because I was doing this on based on only the, on donation, so that was a good thing. And then, uh, and now, and then I arrived to this point that, well, uh, why not to talk to people, right? Like, you know, to talk to the stranger in the world. I remember the, the podcast that I did with, um, I forgot the but one of the podcasts, uh. uh And then, uh, they asked me about what was the next thing. And then I was talking about the stranger in the world I I want to talk to the stranger in the world, but I really don't know how to talk to the stranger in the world. So it was about half a year, uh, half a year ago. Now I know it's a a zoom is actually fantastic thing. You know, like uh, I have one hour to talk to the stranger in the world. Whatever stranger is, I'm ready to talk and um this is the first week so we'll see how it is in a year right
1: yeah i think it's a great um it's just a beautiful way to connect your teachings to you as well um uh so appreciate everything you're doing and and i know you you with covid19 and everything that's happening in america it's a challenging time and you've you've come from uh the solidarity movement in Poland and some really tough times as well. How do you, how do you see America and how do you see the world and what's your, what's a good attitude for, for people to have to look at? Um, cause there's a lot of people that are really anxious and worried and, uh, really? is just focusing on what you can do or do you have an outlook on, on that at the moment?
0: I always teach people, you know, to look uh, into you know uh, where you are and what you do and uh, and how you can contribute to the to the world. Uh, that world becomes a better place, right? Because of you. And you know, so, don't focus on things that is not in your control. Don't focus on things that you cannot contribute anything. So it means forget about you know, watching the news. Forget about you know the uh you know the opinions uh, there are no news really there's little news in the world right we the only news uh, that in the past uh, that uh, was delivered was okay we have a virus right and then next thing is we have to do what we need to do to avoid to get the virus and avoid to give other people virus and, and then that's it. that we need to live this life right and then, of course, you get the message of oh, we are going to, um, you know, have lock lockout, and then you know we have to uh, obey the social distancing, and so on. that's the news. But talk about that is not news at all. So, um, so when 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 there is a, a lot of talk about things, that is not important for us, really. So uh, I focus on, you know. Uh, helping people to function to become better actually during this time and also uh, to focus on uh, on goodness on a daily basis whatever it is uh, create good right then don't focus on on you know that you are a victim in the world right I, I'm not a victim I, I have my choices until I somebody will come and kill me. So that that I am a victim of that. But as, as long as I have choices, then I make my choices to help the other human being or myself to get better. And these are the usually hard choices. Easy is to complain and blame. And easy is to uh, whine and, 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 you know, be sarcastic about things. But it's really a hard choice to to, to do something that Uh, that contributes to the wholeness as a as a whole thing to make it better so um and my focus is always on on helping people to be better people and the happy body is is this purpose and and you know solidarity was about that too you know to create a better world And, and and what we stood you know for and we were fighting for freedom right and today and today in America, we are still fighting for freedom. And it's always a different freedom, right? And, uh, and America evolves, you know, evolves uh, amazingly, you know, like uh, when you go 50 years backward, uh, then you have a lot of limitations and, and people would not even speak, yeah? You have gay movements, you know, to, you know, 50 years ago and today, it's a huge difference, right? It's a lot of better, I mean, right? And then you, you have uh, Me Too movement, right? Women and, and talking about what men do to them and so on, and in the abuse of the power, taking advantage. But we are, have, and now we have racism and black. And and, and, and it's so um, it, it's definitely uh, the, the social uh, involvement in America uh, is is, uh, is progressive and it's progressive toward goodness. Mm. Definitely goodness. You know, and it is good to see it, actually, that uh, people are courageous enough to come out of, of uh, very, very weak places like abused women and then they talk about that. And it's, or, you know, or you know, uh, black people and how they are treated and where and so on. so. And, and, and people want changes, want you know better America, and then they come uh, on streets and they talk about that, and that is good. That is, is, is really goodness. People create arts, people create poetry. I wrote this poem "Family," It's just like it, it's uh, it's 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 good. It's um, uh, it's it, 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 America is an amazing place.
1: Yeah. And I see you have some beautiful photos of your family behind you, um, and your wife Anelia is, is is she she was a sprinter, wasn't she? And she's helped work with you on the same uh, teachings. Yeah, she,
0: she was a sprinter. I was a weightlifter, and throughout the time, uh, because you know uh, weightlifters are also sprinters, you know. So we use sprinting for power. Uh, for speed, and sprinters use weightlifting for you know the strength and power, right? So we just exchanged this. And when I had the team on in at UCLA, Morris Green had his uh, uh, her sprinters. His sprinters about ten of them, five women, five men, and they were all snatched clean and jerk. They were doing everything what we were doing, and I had a weightlifting team. And they work out very close to us, and they uh, they were strong, you know. They were but you know, maybe 20 percent less than we were. It's just amazing to see. But you know, when you get uh, weightlifters to sprinting, they are faster. So Daniela so was the the sprinter. and helped her to actually become uh, become weightlifter. Right? So, but <laughs> we you... go once a week, we go to the stadium and we do the sprints, we do jumps and you know, all the plyometrics. It's really good to, to do things like that. Yeah,
1: what's the what's the secret to a happy relationship? Have you thought about writing the happy relationship book?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we've been together for um what is it? Uh since I was uh twenty, so six years well you know I, I think the secret is um to uh, to talk and have kind of a talk that the talk leads somewhere and uh and there is a exchange of the uh of the way we think and in this exchange there is a build-up process or Uh, arriving somewhere where we maybe don't know where we need to look but there is a we have this constant talk for 46 years and we've never really stopped talking so it's a it was the talk at the beginning that uh, she was not really uh, a weightlifter right and then and I was not a poet but throughout the time I became the poet and then she became a weightlifter and and then uh, also we care for the world. So, but the the, the talk is uh, is important. when you stop talking, that you don't have a relationship. I mean, I mean, the talk has to be about something important in life, something that uh, uh, that it is now at stake. Uh, what to do? Uh, how to deal with it? You know, how we understand that? And we are constantly thinking about the happy body and then uh, looking at the things. How to make. Uh, uh, how to make the happy body so it's, uh, 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 it's easier approachable and, and it's easier comprehended by people so they can uh, embrace it you uh, know in an easier way right so we constantly uh, ponder on that on a daily basis mm. so it's a uh, but also we ponder on writing poetry you know on daily basis we write poems so she writes poems she gives me poem you know and so what do you think about so we read and say well you know what about this line maybe we can find better words here then and then she she gives me i give her a poem in three days and two days and and then uh, and we talk about the, the self-mastery book or the stoicism and you know it's a constant talk and you know, so when we go forty-six years talk, and of course sometimes sometimes talks are really so tough that we stop talking and we don't like each other for a while. <laughs> but that's okay, <laughs> and then, then then we come back and then talk more. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think that the talk is the, probably the most important, right? Yeah, so I- you, you like each other, so you 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 talk, you you kind of exchange ideas exchange information exchange you know who you are and then you are open to each other and, and, and that facilitates that the beginning of mimicking like what the uh, stoics um, were doing constantly that that mimicking was something that you start behaving like the other human being is and liking that human being on the other side and not really a creating the the words and phrases of disliking the other one right so if you uh, dislike that one then you you know the relationship goes you know uh, nowhere right so the the socratic dialogue i guess you know the the, the talk about the subject are not really coming from the ego i I think that it could be that we learn uh how to debate how to talk uh, in poetry and poetry groups because when when you are in a poetry group let's say 10 poets are there and then, and then you you print 10 pages of your poem you come to the group and then uh, everybody reads your poem and everybody tells you something about it right sometimes they are not really nice things or good things whatever people are right but you cannot respond to that. You, you collect that uh, 10 pages and that you use it uh, on your own. Whatever you think uh, how to use it, you, you use it, but you don't debate, you don't respond to that. So I think that that was a really great, uh, uh, great experiences throughout the many years uh, to be uh, in a group like that. Is you lose the ego completely and you start you uh, at the beginning maybe you, you 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 get upset and you get angry and, you, and that doesn't go anywhere you learn that after a while that it's not constructive to your poetry so you learn after a while that uh, you, you really need to listen and you need to really take out of it uh, what is the most important and you need to focus on the on what is in front of you and the same way as you judge the other uh, Not judge, but you work on the other poems, right? You do the same thing. You read the poem and you point in a poem to certain things that uh, you think you could make it better and then you write certain things you give it away and then uh, that ends so um that's that's uh that's a very
1: constructive
0: way of uh, of working together and creating a better poem mm. or poetry right
1: yeah i think that way of talking and interacting without your ego is um, is a great message i'm just mindful of your time jersey uh have you got time for uh, a couple more questions all right let's uh <laughs> have them <laughs> I really appreciate it um i i had uh, my sister asked um and there's a few people that have been asking about weight loss as well, and that a lot of people have in uh you know individual hormone issues and p c o s and different uh particularly with women um and weight loss do you take that into consideration or do, cause in the book you have a really interesting research on three hour eating window that burns 150 calories uh, per day by eating in a certain period. Is that just a great method for everybody or do you try and do individual, um, are there individual considerations for particularly women?
0: Well, if you, if you really don't have any, any big problems in your health, you are paid to to follow it. And uh, also, it's always good to lose weight if you are overweight, because uh, research points that when uh, animals lost weight and lost weight to the normal weight, then live 40 to 50% longer. So that's very clear in in the research. So uh, weight loss is not only a good because we look better, but more important is that we have healthier body system. As soon as we start losing weight, we become healthier. You know, everything gets healthier because uh, the, the body doesn't get enough uh, calories Starts eating itself. And that's actually starts eating really a lot of bad things, right? And then uh, uses the, this energy to repair itself too. Everything is directed toward the repair. Now, uh, you know, weight loss is, is energy. So you have certain calories. And then if you're uh, a woman in the world, then you could be also uh, pounded with a lot of information on, on top of you that you have excuses, you have this and that. that I remember mm-hmm. um, uh, women were coming to, to my places. Yeah, but you know, I have period today. I said. Yeah, you had periods a month ago, two months ago, three months ago, four months ago, five months ago, and all these periods, you have the same weight. So it shouldn't be like four pounds lighter every time. (laughs) So, so, you know, it's like, um, yeah, it's important that we are honest to ourselves and everyone around. And that's why we created the happy body and transparency. The happy body is completely transparent system. It is not a vague system and the whole fitness system today is vague it's you don't know what you're supposed to be you don't know how strong you're supposed to be you don't know what you should be your ideal way to to be really good weight to, to live life right but the happy body delivers this the happy delivers also the plan how to get there right how to achieve it so if you uh, if you uh, say uh 200 pounds but you should be 150 pounds right so then uh, you have 50 pounds too much and 150 pounds uh, is your ideal body weight and that sets up your your calories intake and start really uh, uh beginning uh, your, your journey toward the weight loss and how you're going to to do that weight loss now you can you can uh, you can do the weight loss. Let's say you have 50 pounds to lose or 52, right? It's a one year, right? Okay, and uh, and it says that you need one pound a week to lose, you know, 52 pounds, right? And one pound a week is 500 calories a day, to to under eat, 500. Let's say your metabolic rate is 1500. Now you need to eat 1,000, and 1,500 500 has to come from you, from your own fat. So if you do the happy body, if you do everything gently and nicely, then when you exercise, your body will give you this, this calories from fat. But if you uh, go on a treadmill or start running too fast, then the energy will come from your muscle and not from the fat. And that could be a problem of overeating and, and struggling with uh, uh, with overriding the, the appetite mm-hmm. created by you know uh, the too too uh, much training, too much exercise, and can be also created by other things, right? By uh, anxiety, for example. But mm-hmm. it is uh, it, the situation here is that you should be uh, able to lose this 500 on a daily basis. And if you don't like it, let's say 500 negative is too much, you can make it 250, right? Mm. And then you spend it to two years, right? You know, two years is not a long time. We think it's a long time, but it's a very short period of time. And if you move from, you know, 200 pounds to 150, it's a big shift in the body. And the, the slower you lose weight, the better it is for you because it, the skin has time to adapt, to shrink, and elasticity of the skin is not as, as great the older we are. So uh, the situation here is always with, uh, you know, who you are and where you are in the world. But uh, uh, the most important is that when you watch yourself weekly and monthly you should have even drop of pounds down so if you want to drop one pound a week then 500 a day is under eating mm. it has to come from your from your body you still have caloric metabolic rate because let's say thousand calories from food 500 from you 1500 you're eating 1500 you're still eating 1500 Mm. And, yeah. and then, you know, settling out the three hours thing is, is is good because it's good to uh, keep yourself this, uh, this way of, you know, uh, eating the calories like a, like a good machine, right? Every mm-hmm. three hours a little bit and then the body uh, has an easier uh, way to actually go through that instead of like eating only twice a day when uh it's really hard because if you eat if you wait too long that the body wants more food cannot stop so it's really hard to stop yourself from uh, overeating mm-hmm. so the, the happy body is the the knowing diet that you know exactly how much you need and and then you work on executing this and if you don't have uh, emotional problems. It works very well. And if you have, then you start working on your inner strength, building, you know, your, uh, your, um, resistance to, uh, to impulses, wrong impulses, destructive impulses, and you have to, uh, override them.
1: I was just thinking with that, with that periodization of the meals, um, and having so much clarity around the eating, it makes sense like you say everything's so vague do you have any thoughts on fasting though as well do you because it's something i've um there's been a lot of research about fasting for longevity and you talk about the caloric restriction for longevity do you fast Fast, at all as uh, well
0: fasting doesn't deliver any uh, longevity really the, the thin body does so you can you can fast and you can overeat and you can be overweight, right? And then you will not really deliver anything. So you have to be logical in life a little bit and think about common sense. Mm. So that, uh, if you you can eat once a day and you can you know uh, gain weight, uh, we tried that. <laughs> we could gain weight. You know, are eat once a day, right? So uh, so if you can do that, then the fasting doesn't have really. Uh, any point here what uh, where is point is negative caloric intake and whether you create this negative caloric intake by eating once a day or five times a day uh, it's really up to you right you can eat like let's say uh, twice a day and then fasting would be 6 and 18 right or you know five times like we do and it's at 12 12 right hours it's really up to you the if you start thinking fast,ing you you really miss responsibility here what you are for really and you can completely miss that miss really what, what what we are here for right we are here to create this you know the body system that we could live for a long period of time and that's what we want to create but in order to create that that calorie restriction in our diet has to be applied, and that you know research proves that that way we live long. So in order to uh, to be that way, you have to have certain idea about the weight. It cannot be too big, right? You have to be kind of on a skinny way, on the side, right? So that that to deliver that is more important that you are fasting or you're not fasting. But to deliver mm. that that body, let's say, if you are you know 200 pounds, but your ideal body weight is 160, 160 is more important and can override any kind of a diet. It doesn't matter and, and what you are eating. 160 becomes the most important factor, and you can eat French fries every day, but you have to get to that 160. Mm. And then when you get to 160 that you are in the negative color intake the body becomes like a furnace right it, it burns everything It doesn't have enough food so the body is in this uh, way of uh, uh, not receiving enough and once the body is in that it starts really repairing itself everything is toward the most important uh, things in in the body and that is is the the most important thing to be so when you really arrive to 160 then 160 let's say is the the body way that the body wants to eat more right so you are constantly keeping this body in the calorie restriction way really because the body is thin right and the body wants to eat but we don't deliver the that too much of that food and the body is the most efficient and in that way so um, in athletics usually you know people are the most powerful in that place so you know the uh uh you're bolt was 205 pounds and his idea of body weight according according to the happy body is 200. phelps was uh, 195 is five pounds off right in 200 so both were around 200 pounds where the ideal body weight of the happy body says 200 and that is the way that that creates us the most efficient human uh, way of living and because of that is we are in a constant uh, way of uh, searching for food in a way right but it's a it's a good thing because it's like you don't have enough <laughs> but you also have enough because uh, you know when you uh, see how you live you eat enough but the message is that you don't really it's an amazing thing
1: yeah it's uh, such a great message this is uh my girlfriend Moni.
0: um nice to meet you
1: i've just popped in to say bye to okay. this one because i'm after work but Moni <laughs> uh, Moni uh has a beautiful tea shop and uh and oh, and, love yeah, <laughs> and uh, organic clothing label but she's um she's big into sharing unconditional love and you met you met a guy you, you messaged you mentioned you met someone in Poland who had unconditional love, didn't you? That was very powerful.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, that was uh, um, that was the first time that I actually encountered somebody that I saw it or I felt it. Because I always thought that such a thing is just really fake always. Like the, the people who have unconditional love they are fake people that you know we, we do it for other purposes so you know people uh thought good about us <laughs> but but not it's not really It cannot be done right you can, it's just people are like like this they cannot be so the first time when i encountered a person like that that was uh, the, uh, you know flip my life mm-hmm. you yeah. and, and i was 27 years old and, and then I completely flipped my life you know uh, you know you, when you meet people like that it's like uh, you are brushed by by this 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 goodness that is so huge that uh, you don't have doubts you know it's true and and then and then you start living that way of life you're trying to live that way of life yeah' it's really it's not easy to live to match this kind of living life, like Jesus or Buddha, right? This is like uh, you know, how you can match that in life. But you know, if you are brushed by this, at least you feel it. You feel it how it was, and and you, know, you you cultivate this like a like a good plant inside of you.
1: Oh. Yes, you're in the garden <laughs> that needs constant tending and nurture i, I think yeah, yeah yeah i think sometimes too if you when you grew up and you felt maybe you didn't the love that you experienced always had conditions um and then you can feel pain from that and then you never want anyone else to feel like that so you just want right. to love everyone and make them feel love without condition yeah
0: it's really hard to you know to place yourself in the position that you don't have a condition you really love people right and you love people in spite of whatever they are right and whatever they do but no art is like that right because art is created without condition right so but you know when people create uh something with condition like they are writing movies they are writing movies and they think about audience right you cannot call it art really because it's uh <laughs> it's created it from a different position right mm-hmm. so uh, the art is free it means like uh, in a way it's like when you create it you create because of it yeah it's like uh, is that that uh, energy that comes it comes from what needs to happen like a poem needs to Happen and you don't think about whether you know it's right or wrong, right? Or people will like it or people will not like it. As mm-hmm. uh, you you give your fool yourself to it, right? Mm-hmm. But you know to uh, to have this unconditional love is really something because you know I finally I could love people and I could love other men without really thinking about sex, right? And, and and that I could actually uh, have it in me that I uh, could love uh, other men, and I, and I could have this love and 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 that, that no sex, <laughs> right? <laughs> that I don't have to be gay to love a man, right? So that that you know, like I I couldn't have it in my brain when I was in my twenties, right? And I, I couldn't really. Uh, uh, Created, but when I was loved by Jersey Popiowska, right, and I really, I got it, right. I, I got it. Wow, it's a, it's an amazing thing, right, to 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 love people
1: mm-hmm. and to
0: you know, to create this this goodness to everyone, in spite of who the person is, and and then I, and you know I try to live that. Way of life, and then whenever it uh, slips away, I'm bringing it back by reading poems, writing poems, reading stories, and you know, uh, reading uh, new books of Tignahan, and then you know, like uh, you bring back Stoics books, and you know, you work on yourself constantly. Uh, that's uh, the way the way great to go for writing poems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm good okay. um, Lovely
1: to meet you. Have a beautiful day. <laughs> uh, and just on that, Jersey, are there any... You've got the Happy Body book in the background and Tim Ferriss' book and lots of different books on the shelf. Are there any um, favourite books or movies or artworks that uh, inspire you at the moment or have done or that you'd like to recommend? Obviously, the Happy Body, but... <laughs>
0: The happy body blog right so <laughs> you have <laughs> a lot of happy body uh, I, I have amazing um, i wrote three books of dialogues and that's really uh, an amazing creation because i i saw that people have dialogues in the brain and these dialogues usually are the the dialogue between the the fatalist and the master one says Go for it. The other one says no. <laughs> we have constantly this dialogue inside our right? brain, and we really don't think that we have. So, after many years, when people were coming to my place, I started seeing that this dialogue has different versions. That sometimes the fatalist is so powerful, right? And, and it's very negative, and everything is negative about the person. Sometimes it's just the master is really good. I and mean, sometimes there's a lot of mixture and different mixture. So I started really exploring this writing, this dialogue. And then I wrote three books of these dialogues and I pick up different situations. And the dialogue I divided into five different voices. The fatalist, that is 100%, is completely suicidal. And the fatalist is 75%, the master is uh, 25 as a kind of like a strong fatalist with some message of goodness. And then debater is the one that is in the middle that we usually have it, you know, we go this way or that way, right? And then there is a master, 75%, and the complete master like Jesus or Buddha. So, uh, you know, usually we're in the middle. And the purpose of these three books is how to coach yourself to to outsmart the fatalist. That in the dialogue, you end up to be 51% master and 49% of the uh, is that actually the choice, the final choice belongs to you, to the master, to the goodness, right? So I wrote these three books, and I don't know if I have anyone here, let me see. I don't have anyone here, but they are, um, let me see. So, um, you know, I thought about what life is about and where actually the uh, the situations that we struggle in life and and uh, because of uh, when and how and and so really seeing that we have all these problems about uh, choosing what is right uh, about food and then about exercise and about recovery, the rest and uh started writing these situations and created 12 different situations for every uh, uh factor here of the whether it is a food exercise and rest so uh this that's the how the books uh, look like and mm. you see the mastering food choices and there is a fatalist and the the master choices be, between and then uh the the exercise has the red circle and then the the rest recovery is a blue circle so three books and 12 different situations and uh, it is really uh, very helpful because after a while you start really being aware that you have the voices and it's very therapeutic that it can get you from negative uh, thinking to the positive through experiences of reading this and writing from your own, the voices. So there are exercises in the book that actually you write like a fatalist. You write like a not complete fatalist, right? You write like a debater and you, you, you write like a master or not complete the master. And it, you discover the voices and after a while you develop this, uh, the way uh, that you can really see uh, what other people are when they talk, whether it's a fatalist is talking, or how much the fatalist, how the how much master is in the talk, whether it's a master is talking, and so on. Very, very powerful, you know. It's, so uh, I recommend these three books really to uh, to ponder on them and and talk to me, right? You know, every. Uh, every noon i am i'm there so yeah, you can see me the other one is the Stoic book that uh created about this free, f- 52 different uh, sayings and virtues that we would need to work on and and then there is a, a mixture of uh, of the saying and uh, seven ways of responding so Uh, when the reader uh, deals with one virtue deals for seven days and during the seven days there are seven perspective how we write about the virtue right let's say hard choices is your life and then uh, what we really think about it and so from first day when we uh, write we write I understand i understand and you follow what you understand about that hard choices is like what is it for you what does it mean and then next day so you you next day you write another one part you don't really write you know everything in one day because it doesn't have sense yeah like hemingway you have to take time so next day you you write i think so first you understand i think right because it's different thing right (laughs) to understand and think Then I feel the third day, and then fourth day I believe. And then it's my plan, is. So my plan around that, you know, how is it that uh, you can incorporate that into your life, so that virtue becomes you. And then my strategy is, when something really happens, right, you know, what would be the strategy to keep yourself on the course? And my experience is, and every day, you go every week. We go with one virtue, so it takes a year to really to finish the the book of uh, of virtues, and you know to help yourself to develop this strong uh, strong feeling of goodness that you could have. Um, and you know, Jersey Popiushko was saying his saying was that you you win with badness, you know using goodness right so the goodness is that the power right so in life uh, that you should cultivate you should uh, do everything to have it more in you in your body
1: Mm. that's a beautiful beautiful message i look forward to um to reading those books and there was um one last question from another i posted about Uh, your work the other day and a a friend messaged uh, that he's 33 years old and he has joints clicking and injuries and imbalances um i i guess the happy body is a way to solve all of that or do or do people need to see a physio or do specific um work as well if they do have those imbalances or a clicky shoulder or hip or knee um, or is it just slowly working through the body over time with the happy body program?
0: The happy body is really a solution for all of it, but you know, if you can work at the beginning with chiropractor or physical therapist, it could be very helpful and expose the, the book and the plan because uh, the, the happy body routine will eventually help you if you do it the right way, if you use the micro progression you will restore your joints and, and you will restore your mobility but you have to be gentle with yourself kind to yourself and, and you really need to love the micro progression so you have to be okay that uh, you destroy the body It took you five years or ten years so take it five years to restore it right and and you know uh, If you need help on the way, you can come and ask, talk to me, or you can go to, you know, chiropractors are good to work with the spine and then adjust the joints, it's a good thing. Physical therapy is to, you know, give you some, uh, you know, ideas how to build those micro micro progression, right? So anybody could could help you on the way, uh, could be useful, right? The, The one thing is that if you do it, you will get better because it is created to uh, to become better it, it is created the happy body to deliver this goodness in, in the world yeah, to yourself and if you become you know the body become better and good then also you become good because your mind is creating goodness and your mind is becoming patience and your your mind is becoming kind and you, your mind becomes goodness and also have, has compassion to your painful you know body so all of it has to happen and it's happening because that mind is creating this goodness it's overlapping is 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 working and eventually you uh, you're creating this uh, watery body that's soft and, and and gentle and kind but which which is also powerful but uh your mind is also creating it and mind is becoming that it's a it's a very beautiful overlapping uh this this two uh two interactive uh um realms together that create just one oneness wellness of a human being that goodness overall
1: yeah it's uh i love how it's all related um That was for my friend Fraser, so hopefully he got all that. (laughs) Fraser, (laughs) um, right?
0: Fraser, talk to me in five years.
1: (laughs) And um, (laughs) so I guess people can order the book on Amazon. I got it as a Kindle, but I'll I'll give away a book with this podcast as well because I just I love the book um, and the message so much. And is there anything else people can do to share? I know there'll be a lot of physios and personal trainers listening to this as well are there things they can do or uh or is there any other resources you'd like to refer people to
0: well you can come to. we are storing the happy body the the web so it's, soon it will be more information you can go to uh, it, on the there's the happy body facebook and also the facebook has a group called the happy body tribe so you can go mostly I interact with that, mm-hmm. and you can come and talk to me, which is incredible, right? And you, you don't have to pay for it. Uh, you can donate if you if you have it. If you have this appreciation. That's wonderful, right? But it's a uh, one uh, one thing. The uh, most important is on that journey to become the happy body. That uh, you you can only fail if you stop. So. Uh, you know, keep, keep doing it and the more frustrated you are, the actually the better you, it is because like I said, that frontal lobe is crucial for us. And if you are frustrated, it means that you, you are dealing with something that needs a solution and it's really hard for you to, to make that solution. But at the same time, it's working on that prefrontal lobe and making you better, maybe
1: your brain better. Mm. I, I think D. Martini said, when you do what you love and you're expanding yourself, you keep that part of the brain. Like, like you say, it keeps it alive and, right. and, and, and if you stop doing what you love, you, you lose that executive center, um, right. that strategic center and, uh, and that, i guess that keeps the body alive the mind alive doesn't it and
0: you know welcome frustration welcome you know the, uh, difficulties you know the hard choices uh, welcome those as uh, as uh, as signs of uh, that my brain is thinking and trying to figure out how to overcome those how to find a solution and when we find those solutions we actually uh, that our brain even becomes better than before. And that's a really great message, you know, for people that get older, especially 50s, when uh, they start losing this capability and they can easily get frustrated. And they get frustrated easy because that that prefrontal lobe is uh, shrinking already, executive function is not really uh, working well so this is the time that actually we can start working you know with the happy body and being frustrated with the happy body that is not fast enough (laughs) that we don't like it you know to exercise that we don't like doing the same thing so you 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 can find the ways how to deal with the solutions for it and when you find those solutions then you know that you actually get better because of it so uh, and then you you fall in love with it, you know. Uh, and once you fall in love with it, then then you are there. Then everything is really working because the love is uh, is ultimate thing of uh, uh, of improving anything. And and with you know energy that is needed for that improvement that is given right. So uh, that's why you know I uh, sometimes say my saying is that. You know the the wisdom of life is to to fall in love with something you don't like what is good for you right Mm. so you know sometimes things are good for us but we don't like them but wisdom is to actually work on them until you fall in love with them and that is the i think the ultimate wisdom which is really hard to comprehend uh, at the beginning but if you can comprehend such a thing that really you can do anything because you can override almost any disliking things that actually would contribute to you uh, becoming a worse person than you are. And then you, by uh, understanding the falling in love with something that is good, even though you don't like it, it's actually a good way of living. That's
1: such a wonderful message. To finish on Jersey, uh, I'm so glad I, I've been injured to find your books and your teachings and um, and your message. And uh, thank you so much for your time. Very grateful. And I can't wait to get to maybe California to see your gym someday or have yeah. you visit New Zealand as well when, when we can fly. Yeah, you
0: know, we'll end up in New Zealand before you end up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: okay, there's, like there's New Zealand,
0: you know, we went to New Zealand my client was getting married and, and, and uh, I said well I uh, I hope you we are invited and he was in place only for about a month and he said of course you are invited there's only one problem uh, so what's the problem he said it's in New Zealand <laughs> I said that's good that's a good one <laughs> <laughs> so we of course flew to New Zealand and my daughter was um, maybe four years old at that time. It was really uh, fantastic, you know. Well, New Zealand. It, it was somewhere, uh, uh, it, it, it's it's the island, uh, not Hawaii, ha, how, Hawaii, ha, Haukiki or something. Ah,
1: uh, Waiheke. 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 Yeah, yeah that, out of Auckland. Auckland. Yeah, that's
0: beautiful. Yeah, that uh, Auckland was like on the ferry for about two hours, like one and a half hours beautiful Island. And then, uh, we ended up there that's, um, it,
1: it, it, was, it was like a wow, a paradise. Yeah. it's, um, it's a beautiful place. One we're, one we're in our, just an hour north of Auckland, um, but by the coast, but it's great. Uh, our regions, you know, it's got great farming and produce and organic food and, um, and beautiful beaches. And so, just working to keep it that way, and our lodge is all sustainable too, so it's just a great thing to share with people um My mum's a big gardener, and my sister and dad are chefs, and I like to take people cycling and yoga and so it's um yeah it's, it's, it's
0: better than place. your food right
1: yeah. Have you so got, Maybe we'll set
0: up the seminar, you know, our our retreat, you know, in New Zealand.
1: I would love to host host you. And and do you do you uh, grow a lot of your own food too, or do you buy organic, or what? What's your thoughts on food? I, we
0: buy organic, and Anila is now growing, uh, you know, some tomatoes and, and cucumbers. you put even potatoes. He yeah, love so, potatoes. Uh, so. <laughs> Of
1: course. <laughs> that, actually, that was my, I had one question, I forgot to ask it, the vegetarian, because there's lots of research now with vegetarian and veganism, um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on, because the, the blue zones live longer on more of a vegetarian diet, um, and obviously industrial meat's not good, but how do you think about being more vegetarian and being healthier and, well, and, and oh. food?
0: I, I think that you, you have to look first into it, that uh, they are all skinny. And that, that's the most important. You know, uh, when you go to uh, any uh, different diets, then let's say you go to Japan, and then you have a lot of fish, and then you go to uh, Italy, you will have more Mediterranean, then you will go to, um, uh, to California, and then you will have uh, more beans, uh, more vegan whey. But uh, like French people, really, those who live long, they are really, uh, ideal body weight is very low. So this not, and that it seems like the most important is that factor, like I talk about uh, the ideal body weight. This, the second thing is that it comes in, in is free radicals. In eating food, of course, that they are uh, not free radicals and they don't contribute to the uh, damage of the uh, function of the cell and then the restoring of the, of the repairing DNA. And then the, the third is that leanness, that uh, second standard of the body, we uh, be, be have the body that is uh, strong and and, and and big enough, so it has enough uh, uh, energy, and that's the whole immune system is 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 also reflected with that energy. So, uh, and once you know you you put everything together, you you can understand the idea of uh, uh, cancer research uh, recommendations that came in two thousand seven. And then in the first recommendation, they said, be as lean as possible within normal body weight range. So that was two standards of the happy body. First, leanness. Second, you know, the ideal body weight. And then that was the first recommendation. And it looks like it is right. It is not obsession so much on what we eat but keeping the body in the right place is more important and then you know think about healthy foods what's healthy what not because there is such a thing as healthy indulgence yeah if you overeat on healthy food you you gain weight and that's what really kills you right so uh so it's important to uh to think about ideal body weight think about leanness and then uh the second recommendation was be physically active every day. So that was uh, the, 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 the idea of doing everyday something, right? And mostly these people were not engaged in really uh, a lot of workouts and no workouts at all. These people are mostly gardening and doing physically something around the garden, mostly walk around the city, the garden, and that's it. Right? Not really. But these these people who live also, you know, uh, more than 100 years. Yeah. And you know, uh, y- if you go to these places, would be offending to, you know, to tell somebody that somebody wouldn't be 100 years old or you know whatever. Right. So uh, the, when it comes to food, really, and the different diets, everybody is on a diet. But you know, all these blue zones, you know, prove only one thing that. It is not, most most important is not really what we eat. So you can be vegan, you can be, you know, The research points that vegan is better than not, that the plant diet and plant protein is better than, you know, uh, than not. But if you are on a plant protein and you're actually too big, then it's not good either. You are going to die fast and that's how it works. So the um, idea of body weight is more important here. Mm-hmm. And that idea of body weight importance somehow flips away from us, right? And, and we are not really uh, zooming on on it. I remember, you know, this, uh, 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 we belong to this uh, 39s Forever, the, the movement in LA. It was all the medical doctors and, one uh, doctor was uh, studying all the longevity, and he said there was this uh, woman who lived in, in France that lived until 126, I think. So he said when, we, uh, when they opened her, all the organs were aged evenly, right? And then she died. She died because of one, right? When, you know, when we open people, when they are 70 and they die, one organ is really aged because of the illness or something. All the others could go for another 50 years. So think about this now. It is uh, one thing that contributes to the overbuilding in the body. Once we overbuild, we build, we make the fatty liver, we have, we build the, you know, fat lungs, we push actually lungs up. We had this client that had half of the lungs really on the x ray. When she lost weight, actually the lungs became normal and long, right? You mm-hmm. have fatty, you know, kidneys, and you know, it, it all contributes. It's overeating is the problem, the big problem. And then and, uh, overeating means one thing we just eat too much. And for ideal body weight. So to have ideal body weight, is the most crucial factor the second is to have enough muscle and uh, little fat in the body to become lean third to do physically something but not too much on daily basis let's say 30 minutes a day is enough there is no reason for really more than that and then then healthy food you can eat food that you know don't have uh, free radicals and so on So you you care for all those organs too and and, uh, repair of the DNA. Mm. That would be it. uh, Then meditation, of course, it's helpful. Mindfulness is helpful. That's why uh, the happy body routine can be done as a mindfulness routine, as with singularity of the brain to to cause the stress release of daily uh, living. forget about the the world right and stay with what you are it helps you to calm yourself down and then uh all of it all of it is important and all of it has to be fun right you have to have fun you cannot be too serious say you you have to love it you know fall in love with it you know all of it and all the foods and all the losing weight and become skinny and like the skinny like the little You you have to really like all of that. But that's how the brain has to shift and adapt from the brain that is 160 pounds to the brain that is 110 pounds, right? Like I'm talking all the time. Because you can lose weight and have the same way of thinking. So if you do that, that your old brain will take you back. And that's what happens all the time with you that's my philosophy of the happy father right that when you have 150 and you go to 110 you have to do the poetry you have to do philosophy you have to do psychology you have to do you know uh, all the uh, uh, reading the stories short stories and and then work with the mastering food choices and and all of it to arrive in a place that is 110 you like it you love it, you want to live that way of life, and you sustain that. And that where you really are happy, you have fun, and you are not really deprived, because you don't eat more or you don't eat certain food or whatever it is, right?
1: It's, it's, it reminds me of the people who win lotto. They win all the money, but they don't have the mindset. So they they blow all the all the research with people who win lots of money, but they don't have the mindset. So they give it, they spend it all, and because they're not used to savings and investing, and the same.
0: They return back to what they were before, right? Yeah. Like people who do liposuction, right? They they return back to all the same.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. It looks like my clients. Yeah. My <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I heard.
1: Oh, appreciate it, Jersey. Oh, I can't wait to share it. Thank you.
0: Beautiful. Uh, beautiful time I had with you. Wonderful. You know, thank you for everything.
1: Very grateful. Okay, have a beautiful day and I'll share this with you soon.
0: Yeah, thank right. you.
1: Lots of love. <laughs> Say hello to
0: everyone in New Zealand. from we'll
1: me. <laughs> we'll get you out here. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Bye-bye.
1: Well, how was that? Stay lean. Stay strong. Stay happy. The happy body, it's a way of life. As Jersey says, hard choices, easy life, easy choices, hard life. I love that idea of just learning to love the things that really make you better, that that fuel you, that make the world better, that make a happy body, and uh, just the world a better place. It really does start with doing the work, and um, there's no better place to start than on yourself, on your body. As the Buddha says, it is your vehicle for life and the map or the manual for that vehicle is the Happy Body book and Jersey's teachings. They are extraordinary and and I think because they are so simple as well, it really is a beautiful, simple routine and way of looking at things. So would love to hear from you uh, and uh, I'll be teaching some of these workshops, so it'd be great to catch up and do the Happy Body in person, but would love to hear any reviews, recommendations, the links in the show notes. I'll post a giveaway of the book on my Instagram page, so check that out. And I would love to hear from you and would love if you could share the episode with anyone who you think might benefit. would really appreciate it. Appreciate you for listening in. Think less, experience more, stay lean, stay happy, and hope you dug it.